welcome, 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 welcome to our F3 podcast. Today, we will discuss all things that is pertaining to faith, family, and finances. And don't forget this one thing, no subject is off limits for us, <laughs> for us's, all right, for us's. So we got a good one for you today. We are your hosts. I am Dr. Lionel M. Blair Sr., and I'm sitting next to my gorgeous, lovely, wonderful, uh, perfect wife. She's perfect in all her ways. Okay, she almost like Jesus, y'all. You got these people fussing in the comments. Okay, they can fuss all day long. Okay, I get to experience you. Bless the Lord. So, uh, but anyway. I want to thank everybody for joining us today on the F3 Podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share, and hit the notification bell so that you'll be notified every time we premiere a new episode. Yes. I'm excited about today's topic. If you've been following us for a while on social media, then you know that this is a topic that we revisit quite often. The opportunists, especially in this day and age where everybody's on social media and you literally have the ability to be who and whatever it is that you want to be. We've got to talk about why. What is the motivation? What is the driving force behind why you do the things that you do? You know, yes, it's good to, you know, preach, pray, and prophesy, but why do you want to do these things? What is your agenda? What is your end result? And it's that that we want to talk about. So yeah. I want to kick this over to you to get us started. I guess in your simplest terms, how would you define an opportunist? Uh, I would define an opportunist as someone um, uh, who's more loyal to an opportunity um, than they are to um, uh, principles and standards, okay, that would make them loyal. Mm. That's 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 how, because see, you can't expect loyalty from an opportunist. Okay. Because they're loyal to an opportunity. They're more loyal to an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So they'll never be more loyal to you than it is for, for a chance for them to uh, get on or, you know, or to walk through a mm. door. Or whatever the case may be, I've seen, I've seen, um, and I'm not saying assignments don't change, but I've seen right. pastors abandon their flock for a better opportunity. Yes. I've seen friends turn stab each other in the back for a better opportunity. A lot of y'all left y'all pastors to go somewhere else so that you can get a better Ooh. opportunity. Woo. You understand what I'm saying? And um, I, I've, I've seen it all. You know, mm -hmm. I've seen it all. Uh, a lot of you, um, you know, can't stay faithful to a partner, you know, and that's why you you, you didn't date about four five people mm. in the last year or so because mm. mm. you are an opportunist. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, I see on social media all the time, you know, you know, this person got engaged, that person got engaged, or you now you didn't publicize your relationship. And all this other stuff just for that relationship. And see, dating makes you an opportunist. Ooh. You Stay know, right there for a minute. Dating it's a makes you... sidebar. <laughs> yeah. And see, I'm not a fan of traditional dating. No. Because dating makes you an opportunist. Mm -hmm. It makes you disloyal. Because as soon as you don't like 
the person anymore or as soon as you know it is not death to, to, to death do us part it's not a covenant commitment it is is it's a commitment as long as it's convenient but it's not a covenant see see you can commit to someone without being in covenant covenant yokes you to to that person yes this is why god instituted marriage in the first place because covenant yokes you to a person mm -hmm. you know you you make a vow before god Mm -hmm. You understand? So when you're dating like that, and a lot of people, you know, they're, they're, they're dating to see if this one is the fit. No, you shouldn't be dating unless you plan to spend the rest of your life with that person and walk with them through the thick and the thin. You know, if you're not dating to marry, and I don't even like the word dating, but that's no. just, that's all the, that's the only word we know. So we're going, I'm, I'm going to use that. If you're not dating to marry, then you are an opportunist. Exactly. And a lot of people, you know, it's funny that you say that because for a lot of people sticking with this, this understanding of how an opportunist works, the whole purpose of the dating is to get the benefits of the commitment without the actual commitment. You know, I hear people say all the time, well, how are you supposed to get to know somebody? I'm like, okay, have we lost the foundation and the understanding of friendship? Yeah. That you could, if, if somebody is truly your friend, you've seen them on a good day, a bad day, right. a day in between, you know, some of their likes and dislikes, you met their mama, their cousin, somebody. If you cannot learn the heart and the character of a person as a friend without putting a label of dating them and getting whatever uh, uh, pseudo benefits, uh, rather, rather they're uh, lawful or unlawful at that time, then you need to, you don't need to be with anybody. You actually need to go back and find yourself. You need to find some brothers and sisters in Christ and you need to master friendship first. Yeah. You know, I, I cringe. I look at people like they have three heads. How am I supposed to get, get to know somebody unless we date the same way you've gotten to know your best friend over time, Duh. going out places, going to events together. You don't have to have a label on it to get to know the heart and the character of a person. Right. But let's be honest, people label it, well, oh, we're dating or we're together because you want the benefits of the commitment while seeing how it goes. Basically, like you were saying, until something better comes along or until this is no longer beneficial for me, then I'm going to go ahead and transition to something else. That's sad. But people have that mindset when it comes to ministry. Come on. You know, I remember talking to this this person one time and it's like, okay, well, what does the Lord cause you to do? Uh, I'm going to preach. I'm going to travel internationally. I'm going to do missions. I'm going to do that. It's like, okay, all those things are great. All those things can be a blessing to the body. But what did the Lord ask you to do? Because all I hear is I, 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 I. That's all you heard. And I the person got this, mad. Well, these are the things I feel I'm supposed to do. Okay. Right. But did, did God have a say in any of that? Come on. Because if this is what you feel you're supposed to do, then that means every door that opens or every potential opportunity that is presented to you for ministry, you're looking through the lens of what you want to do. What, what your end all be all is not actually what the Lord said. Come on. And in terms of that, people end up in this situation that I refer to as walking through the false door. The false door in which you see something that looks good, that seems good, but it, it derails you and detours you completely, sidetracks the will of God for your life for something that has nothing to do with what he intended for you in the first place. So 
uh, I want to kick this over to you. Mm -hmm. What is it that you think that drives people to become an opportunist as opposed to following whatever oh, path boy. God has for them? Ooh, ooh, that's, a, that's a loaded one, actually. It really mm -hmm. is. Take your time. Um, we got plenty of time. But what I think what drives a person to be um, an opportunist um, is the fact that if they have not gotten over the trauma in their life, mm. You, you see what I'm saying? Uh -huh. You know, it, it, it breeds a greater wickedness in them. So it's just like, okay, if you've been, um, you, you know, and I, I knew somebody like, you know, he, he, you know, he grew up in a house of poverty, mm -hmm. right? Now, for some people, that could be great inspiration to prosper, you know. But but you know, some people like I will never be put in this situation again. Uh, uh, so, so even, even if, if you're no longer beneficial to me in the way that I think you should be, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just move on to someone, some, someone else. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Um, you know, I, I, I remember, um, I heard a young man say one time, like, it's hard for him to stay committed to a relationship because he thinks that it's just something he, you know, he don't, he, in so many words, it may be something better out there. Mm-hmm. It may be something better out there. And I'm like, uh, so, so you, so, so if you in a relationship. First of all, you ain't all that, but <laughs> that, that, that's another story. Okay. We, we all have to be okay. gracious. If we're all honest with ourselves, there's some things about you that is not that great. So you ought to be merciful. Yeah. But you know, this young man told me, you know, he was just like, you know, um, you know, it's hard for me to stay committed because I think it's something, it, it may be something better out there. So in other words, if he dating somebody and he come across somebody he think is better, then he'll dump that person. And yeah, you, you know, that, that, that is, that is wicked. Very wicked. That is wicked. But see, you know, you know, he, he grew up in a house, you know, there wasn't healthy relationships presented to women, stuff like that. So, so, you know, if you don't get over your trauma, if you don't get over the things that disappointed you, okay, if you don't get healed, okay, and you and, and how is it that y'all in Christ are y'all not getting healed from this stuff? Come on. Come on. Like, do you not have the Holy Ghost? Okay, there's times when sometimes I even I thought the wrong thought and got convicted. Come okay? on. Okay, I don't understand. But y'all eat a shata. Eat a shata. You know, and you got you got all this built up trauma mm -hmm. that you ain't dealing with. You understand, and then it leaks over into your relationships. Then all of a Come sudden, on. you can't become loyal. You know, you you can't be loyal to a friend that God gives you. You can't be loyal to a church that God sends you to. You, you some of y'all not even loyal to your employer. Mm -hmm. You know, I know mm -hmm. people who can't even keep a job. Mm -hmm. Okay, how 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 are you a believer? You can't keep a job. Well, they trying to stop my promotion, so I'm going to work for this place. I'm oh, going to work for that God. place. Just, just you know, and I understand better wanting better employment because you got to pay bills, you know. But some, so, some of you, some of you, you, you think the grass is greener on the other side, and it's greener because it's fake. Mm -hmm. That's that you know, that, and 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 that's with ministry too. Mm -hmm. You know, I admire people, you know, that's that that stay committed to a church. Listen. One thing about them Kojic churches and Kojic members, they stay and Baptists, okay? <laughs> Kojic and Baptists, boy, they, they stay in a church forever, 
Okay, they believe in the grand old church of God in Christ. And, you know, you're some Baptist, I was born a Baptist, I died Baptist. Now, some of that stuff is blind. Okay. <laughs> but nevertheless, these people are loyal. Yes, you got you to know, admire the faithfulness. You know, I, I have family members, man, they've been going to Miracle Temple Baptist Church uh, forever. Okay. My great grandmother seeing pastors die and transition and change. Okay, and they were still members of that church. All right, shout out to Miracle Temple, by the way. Some of my roots come out of there. So, <clears throat> you know, I've seen people be loyal and dedicated, and sometimes mm -hmm. loyalty, you know, sometimes we can be loyal to our own bondage too. Mm -hmm. I get it, but but that does not mean that you dismiss loyalty altogether. You know, because if you're not low, you're an opportunist. You, you, you're either mm -hmm. or. You, you're, you're either or. Some of y'all will leave a leader that, that was so good to you. Leave them high and dry just for a position in someone else's church. Mm -hmm. And then you think what, what you what you think you got, you, you find out you really ain't getting. Oh, yes. So so then, you know, then, you know, opportunists, just how opportunists turn into vagabonds. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to keep going from place to place to place to place to place yes. to place to place until they find what they're looking for. And you, you, you'll find out that you'll never be satisfied mm, 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 because mm. you're trying to fill a void only Jesus can. You know, I like what you said earlier on, um, you know, about these people having this brokenness and, and things and not having right relationships presented before them. Right. We've got to deal with the fact that there are different types of opportunists. And so this type that you've mentioned, this this is a, what I like to call the peekaboo type because you like to hide. <laughs> you use ministry to hide. You see what I'm saying? Your opportunities, your opportunities moves are to hide the brokenness that you actually need to heal from. And so for a lot of people, I'm broken. I have relationship issues. I have anxious attachment issues. But if I can hide in ministry, then I will be seen. I will be great. People will like me. They'll accept me because of my role, my call, my assignment. And then I don't have to deal. I can conceal the brokenness inside a lot easier. So these people will go from place to place to place for an opportunity more so to hide. You see what I'm saying? Uh -huh. It's still an opportunist move, but the motive is a little bit different. Now, these kind, I have a little bit more mercy for um, because I, I, I understand that need, there's a shame that's attached with who they were yeah. or, or, or what they've experienced. Right. So in this particular instance, the type of selfish ambition is to hide so people don't see me. But then it, it goes back to the importance of truly what it means to truly connect with a church family, with a household of faith. Because if you're going to connect with a household of faith, a church family, you know, this is where you belong. There's a level of intimacy that you have to have there. Intimacy into me, you see. You have to open up and allow your church family to see into you. See, this is another reason why I'm not a fan of all this dating stuff, because we don't understand the healthy intimacy that comes with a, a true godly community, a right. household of faith, right. Right. having people to help you come out of your issues and to conquer the hurts and pains or the misrepresentations that you may have had growing up or even in your early adulthood years. 
You've got to be willing to stay planted long enough to allow what's inside to come out and to have it dealt with so that you can be healed and delivered. So you could be made whole and fit for the assignment that God has on your life. Right. Going from church to church to church to try to hide your imperfections is only making it worse. And can you only think about the casualties of war that you're leaving behind? How many people you're damaging at each church trying to hide the true you when all you simply need to do is eat the children's bread of deliverance and be set free? Right. You know, there's it, so many different ways we can go with this because, you know, again, you mentioned the children's bread and being delivered and being set free. Yes. If you are not free, listen, you will never be satisfied. That's right. You know, when one person I told him I recently, I said, listen, until you get this dealt with, no leader is going to be good enough for you. Nope. No leader. You will find something wrong with every church. Every church you go to, there's no perfect leader. Mm-hmm. There's no perfect church. Let's go ahead and bust that bubble right now. For There's real. no perfect leader. There's no perfect church. As long as we are imperfect human beings striving for perfection in Christ Jesus, you will experience some things that aren't perfect. You know, the people that come under us and they tell me, oh, you my dad, you my mama, you this, this, that. One of the first thing I tell them, we ain't perfect. Mm-hmm. Just okay. wait till I piss you off and then we'll yeah. see how you feel. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not perfect. Wait till you are provoked to righteousness. <laughs> right. Because I say a whole lot of stuff people don't agree with. And sometimes I say it in a tone and a, in, I say tone, phrases. Figures of speech that Tone, people don't phrase, like. Volume. Okay, I piss <laughs> a, yeah, a lot of people off and not on purpose. It's just part of who, who I am and my straightforwardness, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to things. But one thing that is for sure, I may not be perfect, but I love the hell out of you. Literally. Literally. That's how you, you know, get delivered. You know, I'm I'm you know, I'm loyal. Okay. I'm loyal. Okay. So so you know, I I I'll be loyal to you to the end. You know, I, I'll, I'll cover you. I'll be loyal to you. You understand what I'm saying? That's that's the kind of person I am. But I ain't perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guarantee you sending to me, I will make you mad at some point. Mm-hmm. I will make you mad. But but now does God change his mind because I made you mad? Mm. You, you, you see what I'm saying? And this is why we got to deal with our, our offenses and things yes. like that too. You know, and learn to maturely resolve conflict. You know, instead of being disloyal opportunist, okay, who's only loyal mm-hmm. to an opportunity, okay, because opportunities going to go, opportunities come and go, okay. In some relationships, you can't replace. You can always replace opportunities. Yes, but certain people you can't afford to replace in your life. Mm-hmm. I know we don't like that. Ooh. I know we don't like that, but certain people you can't afford to replace in your life. So, 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 so I watch for that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. um, 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 I have an eye for an opportunist. I listen to the speech. Mm-hmm. I remember there was one young man came to our ministry and, and uh, one of the first things he said out of his mouth. First. The first thing he said, you know, uh, well, you know, I'm looking for an opportunity. And, uh, you know, and as soon as I heard that word opportunity, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. he didn't say, hey, I come to serve. Mm-mm. He didn't even say I come to help, which I'm not a fan of. The I'm word not help. a fan of that either, but yeah, <laughs> at least it sounds halfway humble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, when he said opportunity, I'm like, I'm the, the first thing I thought to myself, I'm like, this guy gonna be a problem. Mm-hmm. And do you think he's here now? No, 
because he he left for what he thinks is a better opportunity. Okay, uh, so 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 the point is, okay, that you know opportunists have a language. Yes, and I, I think we kind of need to get into that a little bit. Opportunists have a language; they have a way that they talk, and I listen to the way that an opportunity. I, I listen to how people talk. Before we get there, I want to jump into adding to this definition. Yes, yes, um, yes. real fast. Now, an opportunist, all right, is a person who joins a ministry or partners with a vision for personal gain and self-promotion. Mm. Keywords, personal gain, self-promotion. Self Come on. At any time in transition or hardship where it appears their goal of gain and promotion are threatened, they will depart, usually somewhat peacefully, onto the next location that seems promising to their personal agenda. Mm. The loyalty for an opportunity and to benefit for themselves is what we're dealing with. Mm. And, you know, that goes right into what you were going into with the language. You know, the first thing you'll hear is, oh, well, my season is up or, you know, the Lord is transitioning me elsewhere. You know, you'll get this falsely humble kind of answer, you know, when it comes time for them to transition somewhere else. Or oh, my ministry, my ministry, my calling, my calling. My time. Yeah. You know, they, 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 um, you know, they, they, because it's all about them. Yes. And what benefits them. If they're not being used fast enough, mm -hmm. if they're not being, because people left us because we didn't raise them up fast enough. Mm -hmm. Now, I got to test you if I put my seal on you. I have mm -hmm. to make sure that you're not going to embarrass God or us. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, you know, so these are people who can't go through, these are people who cannot complete a process. At all. They cannot complete a process. You know, you cannot do any kind of regimen or training with, you know, another thing about opportunists too, they can't complete nothing. They'll always quit on you. Mm -hmm. They always quit or they can't complete something. You go through, you take them through some leadership training or whatever the case may be, they can't stick around for that. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, they, they is, is, is in the name of, I got to be busy. I do what God called me to do. No, you can't keep still. Opportunists cannot keep still. Mm -hmm. They cannot because, you know, I, I, I got to be used. I got to be used. I got to be used. No, you're just a user. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll say it again. You're just a user. That's what you are. Because, because opportunists, you know, they will use whoever or whatever they can to promote themselves. Yes. And get a, and get ahead themselves because it's all about like you said self promotion. Yep, self promotion and personal gain. Not the kind of people you want on your team. No. So what it looks like is okay, well if we're having a prayer meeting, let's say we're going to start doing, you know, uh 40 days of prayer. Okay, yeah, I'll do it because that means I get to be seen. That means, okay, if it's 40 days of prayer and it's X amount of number of people, that means at least eight days out of them 40, I'm going to be seen. People will volunteer for stuff like that. Yeah. But then it's, oh, wait, we, we're not going to be streaming live with the prayer. We're not, it's just, uh, <laughs> right. it's only going to be three of us here just in the church. Oh, no, I can't do that. Why? Because it threatens the goal of self-promotion and personal gain. No, I don't want to pray if I'm not going to be seen. That's how the opportunist thinks. Yeah, They will volunteer for stuff as long as they will be seen, as long as their name will be out there. Uh, oh, oh, my name's not going to be on the flyer for the prayer? Well, I'm going to have to pray about it because it threatens that self 
promotion. So you have, you will find with these types of people, you have to be very discerning. They will volunteer for anything that's going to cause them to be seen or recognized or, or to benefit. These are the types of people, oh yeah, they'll volunteer to come to the conference if they don't have to pay the registration fee. If they get to stay behind and, and meet all the other pastors and preachers oh, and God. get prophesied to, oh, oh, they'll love to do that. But if it doesn't involve something like that, well, I guess I'm going to have to pray about it or, oh, I, I don't know if I'm, I can be available for that. These are the types of people that show up and you'll find they'll also show up very consistently initially because they want to be noticed. They want to be used. They want to be promoted. Then, then after about month two or three, when they realize that that showing up is not going to fast track them into a position, they'll slack off. All month, all month, six, seven, eight, nine. Mm -hmm. Because because they, they have the appearance of faithfulness. Mm -hmm. Okay. They have the appearance of faithfulness. But see, this is between faithfulness and loyalty. Anybody can keep up an act for six months. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody. I mean, I mean, you know. Faithfulness, your faithfulness can have an expiration date, but loyalty, real loyalty doesn't. Ooh. You know, and, and, and you know, I'm, you know, I know we're in this stage in our life, you know, where if you don't see me in your future, and I ain't talking about your immediate future, I'm talking about your distant future. Mm -hmm. If you don't see me in your life in your distant future, then you, you're wasting your time now. Yes. Because I'll sift you out. I'll sift you out so fast. You, 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 you'll be gone. I put that pressure on you. Mm -hmm. you know um uh, and 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 that's just where we are at this moment because of things like this mm -hmm. things like this you know um you got to be with somebody through the ups and downs you like marriage you know for better or for worse that's rich right. or poor you know uh in sickness and in health which you know you know we believe in healing ministry that's but right i'm just saying you know the vows that you take you know we probably need to rewrite some vows Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> we need to rewrite some marriage vows because some of them, some of them vows, I ain't, I'm, I'm not a fan of. But um, you know, because uh, we, 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 we ain't gonna be together in poverty. We gonna be together in riches. Bless that, God. That's that's right. Yeah, bobo shata. But you know, think <laughs> about this when when people join a church, they don't think about that. A lot of so some do, but for opportunists, they don't think about that. It's about okay. How can, and you'll find this more, you find it in churches of all sizes, but especially really big churches and small churches. Right. You see small churches, they're just getting started. And a lot of times if somebody, somebody looks faithful, you'll go ahead and throw, okay, we need help. You can, we can use you here. Right. And one thing that people don't like is we, we've never been that type of person. I don't care if I have to do it myself. I'm not throwing you in a position just because you're, you're here and you're available. If you have not right. been tried, tested and proven and permitted by the Holy Ghost, I'm not putting you in position, period. Right. I will do it myself. Why? Because this is how you get people and this this goes off into leadership training we'll have to do a whole seminar on that this is how you get people who are power players that don't have don't carry the vision of the leader mm. so now these people have power they have say they have authority in the ministry but they're only there for opportunities this is how you set yourself up for a church split you've given power and authority Come and on. say to somebody who was never committed to the vision in the first place then when they leave all of a sudden, they cause a split or there's some type of riff. Or, oh, I like them. Oh, I look up to them. Oh, they were this. Oh, they were that. Oh, man, because you've given somebody this position who was not ready for it. 
So listen, if you are in a place where you, you have some gaps, you know, go through the growing pains. Trust God. If God really called you and he called your vision, he will work it out. Don't throw people in position just because you're there and you need somebody. Right. Because they have to be proven to be able to carry the vision and they have to be mature enough to understand how to use the skill and the power of their power playing in the ministry and the authority that comes along with their position to uphold the vision and to uphold you as a senior leader instead of using it and mishandling it manipulatively. Come on. Somebody can be there for five years. That doesn't mean that they're ready right. to be a power player. They're not ready for the responsibility. They're not ready for the warfare. They're not ready for the flattery that will come to them to try to get them to work on somebody else's behalf. There's a whole lot that comes along with that. But I don't want to get too much in, off into that. And even in larger churches, oh, I want to volunteer and this, that, and the third. You know, again, that, that's an easy place to hide in somewhere big. Yeah. And then, the, you know, you always get to volunteer and there's always something going on. And people keep seeing you at stuff and you're trying to earn your way to an opportunity. But you have not really committed and submitted to the vision of that household of faith. Right. And an opportunist will never submit to the vision of the house because it's all about personal gain and self-promotion. The only vision they're going to submit to is the vision that's going to put them out in front to be seen and to be used for their personal gain. That's sad. That's a sad Personal gain could be ordination. Personal gain could be money. It could be power. It could be position. It could be to be attached to the name to have a clout. Or, oh, I go to so-and-so's church. I've been personally mentored and raised up by so-and-so. It's all about making themselves look good. I never understood that. I, I never understood that. Like, what's the pride in... Oh, well, I go to Bishop so-and-so's church. And I've been personally <laughs> mentored. See, see I, guess, I guess because I didn't come up in that circuit. Right. So right. so but but I don't I, I just don't understand the mindset behind it. To me, that's so trivial and so stupid. Like, you know, I have preachers I respect and I honor, but I'm not walking around with their badge on my chest talking about. I've been in the presence of so-and-so. You know, and it's okay to, to, you know, I'm not saying don't have heroes or don't have people right. that you admire. Right. But, like, come on, man. I mean, this stuff is idolatrous. You know, and the word tells us what? Your gift will make room for you. Oh, my God, yes. If you go through a process, you are raised up in due time. You, your gift will make room for you. People will recognize you on your own merit, not just because who mentored you, because you can be mentored by a great mentor and still be a bad student. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just because you were mentored by whoever, that does not mean anything. That doesn't mean we should be more accepting of you than somebody was mentored by the pastor up the street. That, that's a no name because how you go through your process says a lot about you. If you go through your process, you stay the course, you trust God, you stay submitted and committed, you remain in honor, it will be evident that you are somebody great. Your yeah. gift makes room for you. Your character is your placeholder, and you won't have a need to seek these opportunities here and there to try to make your own name great ahead of God's divine timing to make your name great. 
So this goes beyond the, the vision of the house, beyond whoever's the set man or woman of that house. This goes into you. Do you really trust the timing of the Lord for your appointment and for your ascension? That's it right there because a, a lot of people don't trust God. Mm -mm. Well, I, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Okay. But if you trust the timing of the Lord, the time will come for you to ascend and arise and take your place. But see, if you're trying to take your place prematurely, as soon as you get it, you're going to be moved right on out of it. You've got to really trust God in his timing. God does not make mistakes. Some things he does not cause, but he does allow to test you. But as you wait your time and you wait in patience and faith, and you continue to stay loyal to God, to the vision of the house, and to stay submitted at that house, your time of appointment will come where you will be positioned to fulfill what God has placed on your life. Now, see, we're in a different dynamic because a couple generations ago, we had people that actually stayed in churches too long. You know, you stay there 40, 50, 60 years and you still haven't answered your call. Yeah. But now you skip over two generations to our generation. These people don't stay, want to stay put for two, three years. And they're ready to go out and have Bob Smith International Ministries. It's just like, no, we can't do that. So we've gone literally in two generations from staying in the church for 40, 50 years to barely staying somewhere three years. Yeah. And, and neither dynamic is good. You've got to stay put. How is it that, that you stay longer in place to get a bachelor's degree than it is for you to be appointed to have the call of God on your life? Mm -hmm. Jesus' disciples was with him three and a half years. So that means to tell me, if you're going in, we ain't none of us being pastored by Jesus directly, okay? So that means there's some human flaws and some errors, and they was with Jesus every single day. You don't go to church every day. You're not in discipleship every single day. So if they were with Jesus three and a half years, you should at least be willing to be somewhere four or five years. Come on now. Yeah. For, for, for that time frame to somewhat start to add up. And even then, it's still going to pale in comparison with the equivalent because you're not walking with your pastor the same amount of days. Come on now. How is it that you feel you're ready for international ministry in two or three years? It, it does not make any sense. It does not make any sense. No. And again, no, it doesn't take all day. Yes, I believe in, in succession. I believe in shortening the amount of time. I believe if it took your pastor 20 years to do something, it, you will be able to do it by God's grace and by learning from their mistakes in half the time or less. But you should not be willing to say, oh, I'm ready for international ministry in less time that the disciples walk directly with Jesus. Come on here. That, that, that doesn't make any sense. I've seen people get get saved i've seen people get saved and then the next year they're on an international platform either either because they have a gift or a testimony mm -hmm. and i'm just like you know y'all gotta be careful with promoting these people and exposing them to premature uh exposing them to certain platforms that's right pre prematurely but you know in the day and age where it's about marketing, branding, mm -hmm. things like that. It's about what's popular. It's about what's going to get you views. Yes. It's about what looks powerful. You know, that's that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. And this is how also how we create opportunities. Yes. As well, we create opportunities by exposing them to platforms and things that they are not 
I'm mature enough to handle. Mm -hmm. So you'd have been saved two years and now you on the internet rebuking pastors. And that's how what? we get to a place where people are making their ministry out of their gift. Your gift makes room for you. Your gift is not the space, though. Your gift makes room for what, what the anointing that's actually on your life. Yeah. And so we're making room and taking room with just the gift. Right. With just the gift. But if you really, your gift is not your ministry. And that, that's a whole nother episode. I have to break that down. Your gift is not your ministry. Let me say that one more time. Your gift is not your ministry. Your gift is what makes room for the actual ministry that God has assigned you to. Right. But if you're an opportunist, you're going to make your gift your ministry so that people can be wowed by your gift and people can give you all these accolades to make you feel better and you will bypass fulfilling your actual ministry. Yeah. Trust me, anybody who's been seasoned in ministry will tell you your gift will always be more popular than the actual ministry that God gave you. Come on. That's true. Your gift will always be more popular. Your gift will be what draws the crowd, but your ministry is what's going to make a mark in the in the earth and a mark in the transition in the body of Christ. Your gift will make room. Your gift will get you invited places. Your gift will get you interviews. Your gift will have people look up to you and follow you, but your ministry is what makes the deciding factor on whether or not you've actually been through a process and whether or not you've truly been called by God and you are walking in the assignment that has been destined on your life. Not your gift. The ministry. But see, an opportunist is not interested in fulfilling the ministry. Again, they're interested in being known and being seen and they will milk their gift like a cash cow. And be completely well-known, uh, successful, you know, by, by world standards. And they'll never truly tap into the place of actually pursuing the ministry that God has placed on their life. You got any closing remarks for the people? Don't be an opportunist. <laughs> I mean, I Short mean, and sweet. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying because, you know opportunists they don't have longevity mm -hmm. you know um they don't have longevity or you know their their ending is not going to be well you know you may have a you may have a fast launch a fast start but see god judges you also by your ending and your ending is already known from the beginning yes you know so you're going to be judged by your ending. So um, I'm telling you, you know, um, you got to tighten up with that, you know, you know, uh, because I've chosen to remain loyal, it took me longer to get to certain places and spaces. Right. But guess what? When I got to certain places and spaces, guess what? Can't nobody take me out of it. That's right. It takes you longer, but you yeah. can stay there and maintain and sustain. Yeah, because, I mean, I could have got to certain places quicker if I maneuvered like a snake. Mm -hmm. But guess what? I would still have to maneuver like a snake to stay in them places. That's right. That part. You know, I don't I don't, I don't, don't have to do that because that's not the route that I went. Mm -hmm. So it's a little word of wisdom for you. 